Hey you guys, what's going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. That's right, I'm your host Peter Sirs. What's up? And before we start, you guys know what I'm about to say. This podcast is brought to you by my good friends at PerfectShaker.com. Perfect Shaker. They have shaker cups. They have meal prep bags. They have meal prep containers. They have pill containers. They have the best workout towels. Best of all, if you have a company that you want to make some merch for you could put your logo on their merch booyah personalized do yourselves a favor if you have a fitness lover in your life you probably can't get the shit by christmas because you fucking waited too long but um if you have a fitness lover in your life or if you're that fitness lover do yourselves a favor go to perfectshaker.com enter the promo code 10 pounds the word 10 the word pounds you will save 15 percent off your order and as always this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at bucked up supplements that's right bucked up why do they call it bucked up well one of the main ingredients they use is deer antler velvet which has regenerative properties that help with recovery muscle growth all sorts of things um that's one reason the other reason designed by hunters they're fucking fucking utah you know anyway um i take a lot of their supplements i am performing at a very high level at 44 years old and a lot of it is because i take bucked up supplements so whether you're trying to lose weight gain muscle participate in endurance events like me do yourselves a favor go to buckedup.com enter the promo code 10 pounds the word the number 10 and the word pounds you will save 20 percent off of your order they have stuff for everybody i promise um all right guys i'm gonna do the song really quick and then we're gonna get on with this show okay so let me know if you've heard this one yeah keep going up bye timbaland featuring Nelly Furtado and Justin Timberlake. Check out this verse right here. I've been adding commas on my new statements. Yeah, I've been on new energy. That's right, new energy, bitch. But can you contain it? This life keeps going up and I can't explain it. What? What? I'm a top-notch dresser, one, two-stepper. Oh. Champion still raining. What? I fucking love this song, dude. This is like, this is one of the top of my workout playlists now. This verse right here. My new life's much better than the old one. You look around, I'm still around. Now I'm laughing, remember I was broken. You look around, I'll be around. That's right, bitch. You look around. This That, that line, now I'm laughing remember i was broken like i fucking feel that dude um ah what what a what a what a life's fucking weird man (laughs) like it really is it's it's great it's it sucks it's weird it's 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 all those things man it's it's life and you know i think i'm old enough now to be able to give people some life advice maybe not financial advice I'm the worst person to get financial advice from, but life advice though, like, you know, mentality wise and perseverance wise and fucking just looking on the bright side of things wise and all this stuff, man, like (laughs) it's, uh, I, I, unfortunately I am a comedian, so I always try to figure out ways to bring pain that I either am experiencing or have experienced and figure out a way to make it funny, which is, you know, it's kind of a morbid way of thinking, but that's that's how our minds work. You know, I, I don't know a comedian who doesn't do the same thing. Like, I just, I just don't, dude, you know, and, uh, you know, and I think it kind of is my, you know, before I even realized it, like, that's something I did. If, if you knew me back when, or anyone that knew me back back when, like, yeah, I'm talking, like, kindergarten, preschool, elementary school, you know, high school, junior high, all those things, like, I was always the class clown. And some of you be like, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. But... Mine was different because, you know, as I know what I know about 
the psyche and the human mind and everything, I was seeking acceptance, still seeking acceptance, still, like as an adult, that's why I do comedy, but um, seeking acceptance that maybe it didn't get at home, so seeking it from others by, you know, making people laugh. You know, there was something, and, and you know, I, I probably didn't realize it, like, okay, I'm going to tell a joke right now so everyone likes me, but, like, something about the satisfaction of making somebody laugh at something I said, and somehow that subconsciously making me feel better about, you know, my circumstances and my situation, because, you know, at the end of the day, it goes like this. I talk about it, I joke about it, but... It is very serious. Um, I was abused pretty bad when I was a kid. Uh, through my dad, you know, bullying me. I don't want to say bullying. He's just a fucking asshole. Bullying is... I don't really understand the term bullying because we grew up in an era where we just made fun of every each other and everybody all the time. So it wasn't bullying. That's just, you know, you go to a family event especially a Mexican family event, we're all talking shit to each other, you know, like, we don't understand bullying, because that's just part of life, you just talk shit to each other, and at the end of the day, you love each other, which is why you're talking shit, and there's no malintent from it, but, you know, nowadays, they want to keep all the kids safe from bullying, and it's, I mean, it is what it is, but I dealt with a lot of verbal abuse at home, along with the physical abuse at home, not from my mom, my mom was the best, but from my dad, you know, watching him drink and then get nasty and, you know, abusive, again, physically and verbally, and witnessing him hit my mom and just all those things as a kid, like, it, it, it messes with your psyche. And somehow, I subconsciously, because not consciously, you're not smart enough at that age to make the decision, like, okay, well, I'm feeling this at home, so I'm going to make people laugh, and that'll make me, you know, like... I didn't realize that's what I was doing, but that's exactly what I was doing and why I was doing it, because there was something I was missing at home. And, you know, and, and then, you know, fast forward, you know, my mom dying. And, you know, one of the things I always remember about my mom, and if you guys know me and you knew my mom, probably, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know who's listening, but I'm sure there's people that knew me that are listening. Um... You know, my mom was always, you know, same thing. My mom, I felt my, I felt like I was like the main target of, you know, the abuse that my dad kind of dished out, you know, but my mom got it sometimes, you know, like I tell you this, I got hit way more than my mom did 100%. So I think I was the majority target most of the time, primary target, I guess you can say, um, but my, you know, I do remember my mom getting hit a few times and witnessing it, and you know, and uh, you know, we we didn't have a lot of money. You know, my 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 dad was working, and my mom didn't work for quite a while, and then my mom went back to work once my brothers were like, kind of like in school and stuff, you know. Um, but we were still like struggling, and uh, honestly, I don't know why they were both working. Like, I don't. I don't, I know my dad, you know, drank a lot and made, you know, would gamble. I don't know if he had a gambling addiction or not. I do remember growing up and going to the track a lot and whatever. But, like, you know, we always had food and stuff and, you know, Christmas presents and birthday presents. And, you know, I think they just, you know, you just, like a lot of people in this world, you just make it work, you know. Um but no matter what, my point is, that no matter what was going on, no matter, you know, how mean my dad may have been, you know, my dad, you know, kind of an asshole, you know, he would make fun of my mom's weight, even though he was also overweight, and <laughs> you know what I mean, like, it's pretty fucked up, dude, and, and, and I'll be honest, like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but, you know, I'm a pretty good boyfriend. I'm not the best. Just like I'm not the best of friends or brothers or because 
I have chosen to put my career above anything else. And some people think that's selfish, but I don't. And Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan and guys like that also didn't think it was selfish. That's just the way it was. Am I comparing myself to Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant? Fuck yeah, I am. Because that's the work ethic that I've adopted. Thanks to Tim Grover, trainer of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, and a person that I've worked with one-on-one before as well. Um, But my point is, is, uh, you know, no matter what my mom was going through, if you ran into her at the store at church, at a Little League game, probably at work as well. I don't know. I wasn't at work with her, but, you know, she was always, you know, laughing. You know, she always had that uh, just infectious laugh, I guess. Like, she always had the loudest laugh in the room, and sometimes I'm guilty of that as well, you know, um, just like no matter what was happening, like she always, you know, did her best to keep her spirits up. And I don't know if she did that just for her so she could push through what, you know, what she was probably holding in with the way she was treated or if she was doing it for us or whatever. But like it's it's always something that I feel like I took from my mom, because if you are around me and, you know, any capacity, like I'm, I'm the same way, dude, like you know, no matter how bad things get or have gotten, it's just like I always look towards that, you know, better future that, you know, living my dream, you know, but also just, you know, laughing with my friends and my family and, you know, just staying optimistic, I think, no matter what, you know, no matter what, and and that's you know was was what I was you know kind of went a, oh, a long way <laughs> to get to the point that I'm trying to make, but it's just like I'm somebody that easily easily could have called it quits at many points in this lifetime, and I'd be a liar if I said that I didn't not think about it like I was considering doing it, but like. I have thought about it. Like, what would happen? I'm being honest. Like, what would happen if I just killed myself? You know, like, you know, struggling financially or, you know, my career isn't going where I want it to go or, you know, my girl left me or this and that. And, you know, I I got my car repossessed. I, you know, got evicted from my apartment. Like, all these different things that have happened throughout the course of my life like and for most people (laughs) like if you wrote all that shit on a suicide note they'd be like I mean yeah you know (laughs) I get it and I always like like I said I, I think about that like what people that experience this pain and it's like no one's experienced I'm not saying that I've been through the most stuff but like I've been through a lot of shit. And if you've been through more shit than me, then your name's probably David Goggins. He's the only person that I can think of that has been through more of, like, the shit, you know. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to, like, it's not a contest. But, like, you know, when I see, sadly, you know, people, especially comedians, that fucking kill themselves, you know, whether intentionally or they they overdose accidentally or they accidentally take fentanyl it's just like fuck man like it's a lot to carry but like the person like the real person you know me just being real like i get it you know 100 percent. when if you guys knew me when I had, I don't want to name her name, but not my most recent girlfriend, but my girlfriend before that, um, the one that cheated on me and everything, you know, (laughs) I know, 
um, I mean, that really fucked me up, dude. Like, I mean, I, she was everything I thought I wanted in a person. And, uh, it, it, it fucked me up, man. It really did. And I was, I was not myself for a really long time. And I had to go to therapy and it was good because I had never really been to therapy. I know I've talked about this a little bit, but, you know, going through therapy at that moment was one of the best decisions I've ever could have made in my life. And, you know, I learned a lot from my therapist and going through her, going, you know, just going to her and, you know, learning about how everything kind of stems from your childhood and because that's when your brain is forming, you know, and it just, it all made sense. My relationships, the reason why I, you know, I was talking about being a good boyfriend it's because, you know, I witnessed how shitty my dad treated my mom. And I never wanted to do that, you know, and I always make sure that I'm everything that he wasn't, you know, loving, complimentary, you know, like respectful, never putting her down in public. Like there's there's teasing and there's like like really hurtful things. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know. Every ex that I've had, like, you know, we could give banter and whatever, and that's fine. That's just fun, you know, but I'm talking like, you know, my dad making comments about my mom's weight or whatnot, like, in front of people, and just, like, that's just fucking bullshit, you know. I can tell you this, you know, my mom and dad were married for, what, 21 years when my mom died, and, uh... Or just about it was almost it was almost their twenty first anniversary, and uh, I don't think I ever once witnessed my dad open the door for my mom, ever. And again, not to toot my own horn, but if you've ever seen me with anybody that I'm with, even if we're just dating, I'm always opening the door. Like I just, just, just little things like that, you know pulling out a chair or just whatever like this little things that my dad never did but I learned that no I'm gonna do this I'm gonna make sure that the person that I'm with knows that I appreciate her and I want to be a gentleman with her and you know when we get in the sack and I'm pulling her hair and bending her over the bed it's different you know what I mean that's just between her and I but um <laughs> I uh I just think that I get a lot of my resilience from my mom, you know, because the same thing, like, you know, learning what I learned from my dad, he, you know, obviously had a lot of regrets in his life, which is <laughs> another example of something that I've chosen to not have to experience, which is why I continue to push so hard towards this dream that I have because my dad didn't and I th know that that's another reason why he was the way he was towards myself, my mom and to a lesser extent my brothers, you know, is because he, you know, he always lived in regret. What if I would have made this decision instead of that decision and you know um and that's also why he he went, you know, the route of substance abuse, you know, because it makes things feel better, I guess, for a time be being, or what, you know, while you're drinking. Now, I've only been drunk once, and my buddy Eric Dunn and his wife Desiree and Uncle Gil and who else was there that night can attest to, like, I've been drunk once. I felt something, I guess. Can't really tell you what, but nothing that was like, oh, well, I'm going to do this all the time because it's going to make me feel better. Like, and then, you know, people are always hungover and they feel like shit. It's like, why would someone want to do that? 
what is it about this alcohol that makes you feel so good that you do it all? I, I don't understand it. Um, I don't. Don't understand meth, even though I've had it explained to me. I just don't get it. I don't get how you sell people on it. You know, I have a really, I think it's funny, joke about that now about like how you sell people on meth because it's like literally the worst drug um do you know what i mean like it's interesting but um like i don't get it but like i get why people do get caught up in that because sometimes like the pain is just too much you know and i'm someone that could have easily have done that but I didn't. I opted to, you know, harness my energy in something else. And fitness being one of the big things, you know, which is what I kind of wanted to get into. Um, you know, I think some people think that, you know, I work out too much or I post about working out too much or whatever. And I guarantee you 100% those people not in good shape or people that aren't giving their all to whatever it is they're doing 100 percent not saying i'm better than anybody but the people that roll their eyes and want to secretly throw shade or whatever about the fact that i'm always posting about working out and whatnot here's why you guys go back to the beginning of this podcast i'm talking episode one we're on like what 170 something now, right? 178, I want to say. This is the podcast, right? Yeah. Um, beginning of the podcast, episode one. I told you guys my story, but I also told you guys I don't like the fact that when people think of comedians, they just think about fucking dudes getting fucked up all the time, getting drunk, doing coke. Smoking cigarettes, eating shitty food, looking like shit, waking up at two, fucking all of that. I hate that image because that's not me. I'm anything but that. I mean, I hate the fact that, I mean, it's fine if it's funny, but like, I just, it really bothers me that a comedian will go up and talk about how drunk they got or this and be like, oh, that's so funny. I go up there and talk about how I work out fucking five to six days a week and I run marathons. No one thinks it's funny. No one gives a shit. We praise. We clap when someone says they they are a recovering alcoholic. Oh, that's great. Good for you. It's like, wait, why are we clapping for the fact that someone was so caught up in their addiction that they have to go to meetings now? Like, that's not an accomplishment. It, it, it's an accomplishment, but that's not something we celebrate. Do you know what I mean? Like, hell, congratulations, you hit rock bottom and you had to go seek help. Let's clap for that. I mean, that's just the society, you know? Um, and I never wanted to, you know, portray that. Like, I wanted people to know, no, there's, there's comedians that care about their health. You know, there's comedians that eat well, that work out, that don't get drunk all the time and don't sleep until two and don't glamorize cocaine and whatnot. Like, yeah, like, do I take edibles? Totally. 90% of the time, it's so I can fucking go to sleep because my brain's wired so crazy that I have to fucking take them to go to sleep. Yeah, do I enjoy, you know, the hour or two when I'm feeling, you know, nice and stoned? Before I fall asleep and, you know, haven't totally. Have I taken an edible at, you know, a time that wasn't when I went to sleep, when I was going somewhere or just wanted to make the experience more enjoyable? Absolutely. Have I started experimenting with mushrooms a little bit to, you know, hopefully be enlightened even more and maybe see things or feel things that weren't there before or learn more about myself or whatever, 100%. Do I recommend it? 
fuck yeah, dude, I do. <laughs> I I can't explain it. I, I'm actually really looking forward to going back to Sedona and doing them again, but that's a whole different podcast altogether. But it's not something I do all the time. I think I've done mushrooms like five or six times in the last, since I started, which was, I tell you, I, don't, I, I honestly, between me and you, you guys, I'm really proud of the fact that Obviously, my life changed a little over a year ago when my ex broke up with me. I don't remember the date. I I know it was the middle of September, I think, somewhere. But I couldn't tell you the exact date. I would have to go back and kind of look and see. There's probably a picture or two from the day um, that I could go back and look and tell you exactly when it was. But the day after that was the first time I tried mushrooms. So... Basically, between then and now, we're now in December, almost January, I think I've done mushrooms like five times, maybe six. So it's, you know, it's not something that I'm doing to escape the pain. It's just something that I'm doing to, like I said, see what else is out there. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, I've had on this podcast. You remember my buddy Trevor um, that I had on the show a while ago. He was talking about how he thinks mushrooms help you see things that are actually here, but we just can't see with the naked eye. Fucking, we talked about dimensions. So when I had Linda and John on the show, the witches, and, you know, it's, <laughs> I mean, stranger things have been happening, you know? I just, I think to think that you have all the answers is a little foolish at this point, right? Like, to believe that the universe, I know this is going to get out there, but like to believe that we were just molecules and then we collided and then now we're this is like, I don't know, dude. Like, I mean, maybe, but maybe there's something else going on. Maybe there's, you know, a higher power, whether God, the universe, fucking aliens, who knows, dude. Okay. But to think that you have all the answers is foolish, which is another reason why I read so much and do all these things and you know but to go back to fitness you know I've really talked about so many times but how it has just helped me continue to push because there's something about it this is what it is dude again life is hard right and I don't remember who did this or said this but I remember listening to somebody uh, I mean I don't remember if it was a fitness I don't remember who it was but they were talking about how they watch people work out and when the people start to give up you know the people that give up first second you know whatever like they can't push themselves and, you know, hold a plank for X, you know, they just give out right away or during a move when it gets hard and they're like the first ones to give out, they can tell a lot about that person because basically they're quitting when it gets hard and the whole point of working out is to make it hard so that you can push through it so you can what? Yeah, get stronger. And if you're going to quit every time something gets hard, you're not going to get stronger. And that's a metaphor for life, whether, you know, you pe- people want to think it's a cliche or not. But, you know, the people, sadly, that killed themselves, overdose, like, they gave up because they were weak. Call it, I mean, maybe they had a chemical imbalance and all those, but at the end of the day, like... They were not strong enough. And that's something that I've always kind of taken pride in myself. You know, going back to what I was talking about. With everything that we've been through, I have every right to been like, peace out, dude. I'm out of here. You guys can have my laptop, my this. You know, I don't really have much to leave behind. But um, but I didn't, dude. I just kept pushing. And part of it is that foundation in fitness. You know, running marathons, although I do and don't recommend it to anybody. It has been one of the most 
I don't want to say life-changing things, but like knowing that I make it to the finish line every single time makes me feel a certain way. I know that if I can do this, I can fucking do anything. Period. So many people are like, I, I wouldn't even attempt it. And that's fine. You don't have to. But guess what? When you tell me that, that tells me a little bit of something about you too. I think anyone can do it. You can walk it. You don't have to run it. Heck yeah, like that shit hurts, dude. You can walk. 20 minute mile, you know, you're doing it in 7 hours if you're walking. That's a very slow walking pace, by the way. You can probably walk at about 15 or 16. Do the math on that. You know, you're talking a little bit less. Less than 7 hours. Yeah, it's a long time, but, you know, I guarantee you, everyone has spent 7 or 8 hours, you know, watching their favorite show binging on Netflix or something, you know what I mean, like, how many episodes of Game of Thrones in a row have you watched, or, you know, whatever it might be, um, and so that, that marathon is just, like, the, the psychological advantage that it gives me personally, I can't speak on everybody, everyone's got their reason, you know, why they do it, whether it's, you know, they're trying to raise money for cancer, whether, you know, they they have issues themselves, whether they just want to be in shape. I mean, it's just, everyone's got their reason, dude. My reason, I kind of went into it last week, but <sighs> that the feeling of crossing that finish line, knowing that you just did fucking something that 0. 0. 0. .00 or 0.01% of the population actually does, there's something to that. But to transition from that, um, I completed my first High Rocks race this week. And I think I talked about it. Yeah, I did. Um, I got a, a, a company to sponsor me, you know, pay for my entry, and I got to compete in it. So one of my buddies, Spencer, uh, is a guy that I met when I was in Oklahoma. He lives in Dallas. No, he lives in McKinney now by my buddy. He lives somewhere by Eric Dunn. You guys should be friends. Um, he uh, he did one like a couple weeks ago, and I or maybe like a month ago, and I saw it, and I was like, dude, what the fuck is that? And because it was a bunch of stuff like that I do kind of at the gym sometimes, like wall balls and sled push. If you don't know what a wall ball is, for those of you guys that are not, you know, gym people, basically you have a medicine ball, you hold it at your chest. You do a squat, and you come up from the squat, and as you come up from the squat, you throw the medicine ball either onto a wall, or like if you're at a gym that has like a squat rack, a lot of times the squat racks will have like uh, like these like circles on top of them, and you throw the ball at that, and then it hits it and comes back down, and you catch it, you squat, you throw it back up. That's a wall ball. And I was seeing this, I was like, dude, I kind of want to, and I went and researched, she told me what it was, and then I went and researched it, and I saw that they had one in LA this past weekend, and I was like, fuck, dude, that looks like, I think I could do that. But I'm just, I'm going to run a marathon the week before. Like, will I be tired? And, you know, I thought about it. And I was like, you know what, dude? I can't be the one that's like, go work out. Go take care of your body. This and that. Push yourself. Challenge yourself. Blah. And not fucking do this. My, my fear was that I just wasn't going to be able to do it and complete it because I was going to be too sore from the marathon or you know, the events were going to be too hard, and I didn't train for it, and I'm like, dude, these are all fucking excuses, dude, just fucking do it, and then once I got that company to sponsor me, I'm like, fuck it, dude, I'm doing it, so, um, I did it, I did really well, uh, minus, uh, one little hiccup, and we'll get that, we'll get into that in a second, but, so basically, um, the, uh, the race is, it's a little bit of running, so you run, you start off, you run a little bit more than 1K for the very start. Um, it's like 1.1 or 1.2K or something, which is like 0.6 miles or something like that. Um, and then the first event is uh, you do a ski erg. If you don't know what a ski erg is, I can't, it's... I can't really explain it, but it's like a it's like a machine like it kind of mimics skiing. You have these two handles that you got to pull down. They're on like a rope kind of, and you just got to pull them. Um, it's very the motion is very similar to skiing, so I'm told. 
but uh, you do that for a thousand meters. So it's pretty challenging. It's very hard. And I've never done that. Like I've seen it at the gym. I've kind of like just shown people what it was, but I've never done it because I run outside most of the time or I'm on the stairs or I'm on the elliptical or I'm doing ropes or something. The ski erg is just something I've never really done. So to do that for a thousand meters was uh, good. <laughs> it was hard, dude. I, my arms are fucking tired. I'm like, shit, this is only the first fucking event, dude. <laughs> and then after you do that, then you run another 1K. And then after that, you have, uh, I think sled push was the second one. Yeah. And so you push a sled, which if you follow me on social, you've seen me do it from time to time. Um, but I've only done, you know, maybe a hundred and you know, 50 pounds or so. This one was pushing a sled. Uh, hold on. I'm going to have to go and look to tell you what it was, dude, because I'm pretty sure it was definitely, it was definitely over 300 pounds, but I'm trying to see exactly how much it was. Hold on. Mm. Oh, here we go. Uh, 152 kilograms, which translates to, it's definitely over 300 pounds. Do the conversion, 330 pounds, dude. Three, actually, specifically, 334.4 pounds. You have to push for 100 meters. And that shit's fucking hard, dude. That's using every muscle in your fucking legs and arms and upper body. And you have to get the right technique because if you hold the bar, which I learned, too high, the sled tips and you can't slide it. So you got to get like nice and low and it really gets into your fucking legs and it's fucking hard. And then you do that for a hundred meters and then you get back out on the track and run another one K and then you do a sled pull, which the sled pull is a little bit easier. I no, not easier at all. Just different. So now you're pulling a sled that's uh, a little bit over 200 pounds doing the math right now it's 226 pounds so you're basically there's 226 pounds on the sled and there's a rope attached to the sled and you're pulling the rope with your hands and i've done those too but not with 226 pounds keep in mind you know with a 336 pound sled and a 200 i only weigh 160 so and there's dudes in i'm not making i'm not making excuses i'm just there's bigger guys that have more muscle than me they may not have less body fat than me or some a lot of them did there's some fucking jack dudes there dude um and uh it's fucking hard dude the, I, I had never done it at that level and my arms my forearms my fucking hands were getting super cramped like that shit was hard and then you have to run another 1k and after that you hop on the rower which Rowers I've done, I don't I, I don't like rowing. I'm not a big fan of rowing, partially because I fucked up my back years ago. And whenever I would row because I didn't know how to row very well, it would hurt my back. Um, but then I worked at a gym teaching a few years ago where we had a rower and we incorporated that into class. And then I kind of learned better technique. And like I've talked about since I've been running these last few years avidly, my lower back has gotten much better stronger I, I i feel hardly any back pain at this point at all so um you know it's it's uh it's good so i ran so then you row a thousand meters and then you run another 1k so you run 1k after every fucking event okay um and then <laughs> there's a there's an event called the burpee broad jump so basically you do a burpee which is if you don't know what a burpee is, uh, I can't really explain it, but you, you you start from the feet, you come down like into a push-up, but you can actually get all the way onto the floor, and then you jump up, but with this one, you don't just jump straight up, you jump forward, and you do that for 80 meters. Well, this is where I fucked up. I missed this station. <laughs> and I didn't realize it until I had left the event, dude, okay? I, I just don't know what happened. I, I thought I was going in order. It's a little chaotic. 
there's a bunch of people running at the same time. They're, they have different start heats. You know, every, they start them every 10 minutes. So there's people running in and out of the fucking of this of the course and it's 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 a fucking and if you've never done it before which i had never done it's a little overwhelming you know they try to brief you through it there's like a a video that you kind of watch that kind of coaches you through it really quick but i fucked up and i skipped that part on accident (laughs) but then you run a 1k again and then you come back and then you get a uh you get two uh 53 pound kettlebells one in each hand, and then you carry those for a hundred meters, which doesn't sound like a lot, but my forearms were on fucking fire at this point. Then you run another 1K. The seventh event is lunges. You get a sandbag that weighs, I want to say, 40 pounds. You put it on your back, and you do walking lunges for a hundred meters, and then you run a 1K. And the final thing is wall balls, which we've already described. You do a hundred of those with a, it's like a 14 pound wall ball, I think. Let me do the math on this one. Six times 2.2, wait, no. Six times 2.2, 13 pound wall ball, a 13 pound wall ball. You do a hundred of those and that is fucking, then you're done. And when I finished, I, you know, I was very proud. I got a good time, so I thought. Um, And like I said, and then when I got, I was like, I'm talking like, you know, taking pictures and whatever and i was excited dude because there was people there that you could tell have been doing them a bunch and there wasn't a ton of people in my group there's about half and half of the guys in my group that had done it versus not done it and uh i was doing really good dude i was doing really good especially considering that i hadn't really trained for it do you know what i mean like I train, you know, I obviously I work out all the fucking time. I'm running marathons. So you, we ended up running a total of like four, like point three something miles, which is nothing compared to the fact that I ran 26.2 miles last week. But mixed in the running with these fitness events, they call it the World Series of Fitness Racing. And can I tell you guys, dude, this might be something I really get into. <laughs> You know, that competitive fire in me, you know, like I love playing baseball, especially with my friends. But, you know, I'll be honest, a lot of these guys have kind of lost. I mean, one, they're just not in the same shape anymore and they don't really care to keep themselves in shape. So there's a certain level that they're able to compete and not compete in. But also, just like the mentality of some of my buddies that I love, like they're not really trying to compete anymore and it kind of bothers me dude because i'm very competitive obviously and i can't play with dudes that don't want to fucking compete do you know what i mean like it it just really bothers me and so i think that's why i really enjoyed what i was doing yesterday because there was a bunch of people that were competing so anyway um so yeah so I'm a competitor, dude, and that's why I think, you know, some of the, uh, some of the people that, you know, I've been playing with all these years, and it kind of got a little soft, both mentally and physically, and I'm not, I'm not going to name any names, (laughs) they're not the center to the podcast anyway, but, um, you know, I have a baseball tournament coming up. And, uh, just, uh, just to give you an insight, this is a text chain between me and one of my friends. I'm telling him that, you know, I probably should take better care of himself. And my friend says, I'm content in my old age. I'm a whiskey drinking, cigar slash weed smoking weirdo. Lord gonna take me when he wants. I'm here for it. I hope my family is around. And then the same person, we're ta- I'm talking, telling about the baseball team. There's this team thread that we're on, and I can't fucking stand half the fucking dudes on the fucking team thread. They annoy the fuck out of me. I don't know half of them. And uh, I'm like, it makes me not want to play. And then he says, I will probably just sit on the bench when the time comes. 
And for me, I'm just like, I don't want to fuck. I'm not playing to sit on the bench. I'm not playing to have fun. Like, I'm playing to compete. I'm not saying I'm the best player on the field. I'm saying I do my best to be the best player on the field. And if that day I show up and I do what I'm capable of, there's a good chance that I might be the best player on the field. Especially since we're playing in the fucking 35 and older division. Like, you know, I might be at the older end of the 35 and older division. But, like, like I just want to compete, dude. Like, I don't want to just go out and, you know, fucking get on base, have someone run for me. Like, it's just fucking annoying, dude. So, you know, doing this this race last week, I'm like, fuck, dude, this is what I'm talking about. This is kind of what I'm missing. And they're all things that, like, I, I, I was able to do without training in it. And I'm like, how good could I be at this event? If I fucking kept training for it. But anyway, um, <laughs> when I started driving back, um, I was going to, I went out with one of my friends that night. Um, so I was going to go to the gym and take a shower before I met up with her. And I realized on my way over there that I had missed the burpee part of the, like, I just, I was like, fuck. Like, I just, I don't know how I missed it, dude. Like it was the fifth event and I was doing well and I didn't do it on purpose. And so I got disqualified from the race after the fact, obviously. And I was just like, fuck, dude, I'm so mad because I enjoyed myself a lot. Like, I enjoyed the challenge and I enjoyed, like, fucking competing and, you know, racing around the track. And, you know, I'm pretty fast, but it's there's a difference between sprinting and running, you know, half a mile or whatever it is, 0.6 whatever miles. Like, but there's a pace and it was fun, like, passing people and fucking finishing my, you know, my event you know, my obstacle before they did and whatever, like, and like I said, pushing a 330-pound sled or pulling a 225-fucking-pound sled, like, that's fucking hard, dude, okay? And the fact that I did it with hardly any specific training, like, I felt good about that shit, dude, and like I said, I want to compete now. I want to fucking go and see what I'm capable of, so... Chalk it up to one more fucking thing that I'm going to fucking waste my time. Like the uh, the the people that sponsored me, Gainful, as a supplement company. Um, I'm not an ambassador with them, but they sponsored me. So fuck it, you know, I'll represent. Um, they, you know, just like bucked up the company that I do work with. You know, they make proteins and pre-workouts and amino acids and electrolytes and stuff. And, you know, I'll be honest, I use some of this stuff don't love some of the stuff, um, but some of the stuff I'm still using with them, um, so fuck it, dude, like, they, they, they said that they can sponsor me for the one, there's one in New York in June, and I'm like, you know what, dude, what a better reason to go to New York, fucking do that, do some shows finally for the first time, um, so I'm very excited about it, and I just, I did it, dude, like, from going to a marathon, in the middle of the fucking desert in the winter and then going to this event where it's a completely different state of mind and whatever it's just like I was I, I fucking did it I'm 44 and I'm still testing my limits physically and professionally like there's so much more that I'm capable of accomplishing physically and professionally there's so much more I'm capable of and that I'm going to accomplish like hands down you know and that's exciting because I think a lot of people at my age you know can't really say that you know they're 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 got their jobs and you know they're just you know getting ready to retire which might be nice dude but I'm a long way from that (laughs) I think I'll retire when I'm dead to be honest I uh I'm really excited, and, and it, it's, it's like I said, it's parallel, dude. It's it's fitness and the parallels that it draws with how I go about doing everything else. So if that's not, you know, something that uh, you guys can get behind, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, if you're listening to this and you happen to be anywhere near the L.A. area, I have a show in L.A., Hollywood, Friday, December 19th. I highly suggest you guys come. 
Um, I'm going to film it for some stuff. There's a bunch of jokes. I think I talked about it last time, but maybe I didn't. There's a bunch of jokes that I have to, uh, just that I don't really tell, but like, I still want to tell them. They're just not really room for them in my act. And so I haven't really been able to post them or anything. So I want to be able to film them, post them, put them on social media, you know, maybe put them on YouTube and just have people enjoy them. So that they can enjoy them because they're good jokes. I just, like I said, there's just really not any room for them in my act. But um, that's Friday, December 29th, 8.30. It's, it's going to be fun, dude. Either way, you know, it's not. I'm not filming a special. It's, it's I, I do plan on filming a special later, uh, another one um, at the end of, uh, or I don't know, at some point next year. Um, in 2024, I don't know when exactly, but that is the plan. Um, I've got a lot of material that I'm working on that I've been working on for the last, I don't know, since my last special. So, you know, it's something to look forward to. You know, I've been talking about finishing the year strong and not waiting until January to get serious about your health and fitness. And I mean it, dude. Like, I, I mean, I, honestly, I thought about going to Texas to run another marathon there's a marathon New Year's Eve, but I just, <laughs> I'm going to be traveling enough over the next couple months, starting in January, so I think we're good, you know, I think, I think the five that I did, the, uh, the four that I did this year, uh, I think that's pretty good, dude, that's, it's not as many as I wanted to do, but I already have my next marathon, like I said, for any of you guys that want to join me, February 4th, Huntington Beach Marathon, they also have a half, so if you wanted to just do the half, you could do that, and then I actually uh, got signed up for um, a fundraising team to run in the Big Sur Marathon, which is April 28th, so I kind of have like a season now, you know, run a marathon in February, run one in April, and then in June, the beginning of June, that's when I'm going to go to New York to do this next uh high rocks race so just pushing my limits dude and seeing what we can do and just keep getting jacked as fuck dude okay i want you guys to be jacked dude it feels good i have so much energy and you don't have to have you don't have to be jacked to have energy but it does give you a little bit more swag and that's it so um push it don't slack off eat right take care of your bodies Lift weights, do cardio, fucking stretch, get enough sleep, maybe do a little weed in the process, and uh, we'll look forward to finishing the year strong. Like I said, I will see you guys next time on the camera. Adds 10 pounds. Bye.